This is an excerpt from a real conversation with a friend. We will call him Dave. I moved out here for her. I had a good job. I didn't have to come in until 9 and I took lunch at 11. I went home, came back in at 1, and left around 3. I was a supervisor and worked my way up from the beginning, which was an operator. I had that job for over 20 years, and you know what I did? I answered phone calls and directed people to the people they needed to talk to. We had a big house. I knew the area. I didn't like it, but I was comfortable. I had friends and stability. It wasn't supposed to be like this. We weren't supposed to separate. And you know what? I tried. I really tried. I offered marriage counseling, and I tried just shutting up and letting her speak. But the second I open my mouth, she starts with, There you go again, always blaming me, before I could get a word out. You know what? She said she's going out drinking with her friends the other day, and I said, okay, have a good time. When I told her I wanted to drive around and explore the area because I'm new, you know what she said? She said, you're going to cheat on me. You're going to go to the strip club and get with other girls. I was like, where are you getting this from? I just wanted to explore the area. Now she's locked me out of the apartment. I had to call the police just to get my stuff back, and now I'm living in a hotel and I'm going to go broke if I don't find something else. I'm going apartment shopping soon. I can't do this anymore. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Why wasn't it supposed to be like this? Because we were supposed to stay together. And you know what? I'm in my 50s and this is my second marriage and I'm tired of being married. I got kids, I got grandkids, and I just want to go home and not be accused of something that I didn't do. Dave, if you stayed in this relationship, then that's how it was supposed to be? With you miserable with her? No, I just didn't expect this, you know? I understand, but if everything happens for a reason, then you are always where you need to be. Could you have stayed with her any longer with what she was doing to you? No, I hated it. I don't want to rebuild again. I'm old. I'm tired. Dave, what happens to old buildings when they fall down? They build a new one. Oh, I get it. There is evidence to suggest that meaning is correlated to positive emotions which someone would equate to having a meaningful life. Like those YouTubers who travel constantly and tell you to bullet journal and find your purpose or find your meaning because these temporary moments of acceleration will make your life meaningful. The problem with this assumption is that happiness isn't lasting. It's momentary. And the craving to have a meaningful life is tied in with the fear of being on your deathbed and not having one. There is a perspective called meaning-making, which uses the word meaning to define how we handle stressful situations. Both views, the positive emotion perspective and the meaning-making perspective, 
parallel the same road to conclusion, the outcome of your experience. This outcome, either happy or meaningful, is based on your perspective of how things turned out. Dave wanted to be happy, but his divorce from his wife will turn out to be a meaning-making shift for him if down the road he realizes he is better because of the situation. Most people have a positive emotion or a meaning-making outlook, and this plays a huge factor on the meaning of life. Neither is better than the other, and both leave the subject matter with a smile on their face and with a that-was-worth-it feeling. At the end, when we are on our deathbed, will it be the vacations, travel, experiences, and laughter, or the overcoming, the recovery, the moving past, and moving forward that we went through that will finally define what meaning means to us? Think about it. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Twitter at MindChicken or visit chickenmindnuggets.com or listen anywhere that you listen to podcasts.